0: I'm Scott, and this is the Wisdom in All Things Podcast, where we look at applying wisdom to life in three areas, mind, body, and soul. And before we get into that, and we will in just a moment, a little bit of homework for you. I know you you listen, you take copious notes. How dare I throw on something else, but I'd love for you to rate, review, uh, subscribe to the podcast, tell others about the podcast, but I just got to say that before we get into it. On this episode... Mastering money so that it doesn't master you. For Timothy 6.10 says, The love of money is the root of all evil. We love it, but it hates us. Why? Because money is a means, not an end. Probably a familiar verse, but think about the last four words of that verse I just read. Root of all evil. If we don't love money, we can avoid a whole lot of bad. In fact, we could swap out the word money for so many things in that verse. The love of the couch, the love of Netflix, the love of peanut butter M&M's. But here God intentionally and specifically identifies the love of money as the root problem. In his book, The Screwtape Letters, C.S. Lewis writes about a senior demon named Screwtape, giving advice to his junior demon Wormwood on how to tempt a human being. Screwtape tells Wormwood that the best way to tempt a human being is to get them to focus on their possessions and wealth. He tells them that once a human being is focused on their possessions, they will become slaves to their desires and will be easy to manipulate. R.C. Sproul describes this verse as warning us against disordered desires and priorities. When we have an unhealthy relationship with money, it corrupts our souls by leading to covetousness, which is idolatry. God is displaced from our hearts and replaced with something that does not belong there. Covetousness refers to an excessive or sinful desire for material possessions or things that do not belong to us. This love for what we don't have probably shouldn't have, often leads to further vice, and ultimately, just as the Bible says, all kinds of evil. Some aspects of covetousness, according to scripture, it's A, idolatry. Covetousness is described as idolatry in uh, Colossians uh, 3, 5, because it places possessions and wealth above God. It's a form of worshiping created things rather than the creator. Secondly, it's selfishness, It focuses on fulfilling our own selfish desires rather than caring for others. It violates the command to love your neighbor as yourself in Romans 13, 9. It is a lack of commitment. Covetous people are not content with what they have, always wanting more. We can see contentment listed as a virtue in passages like Philippians 4, 11, and 12. You can see it in 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8. Fourth, it fuels sin. Sins like theft and idolatry and murder and greed are often motivated by covetous desires. Passages like James 4, 1-3 and Micah 2 show how covetousness leads to deeper sin. And finally, the last key aspect, it ignores God's provision. Covetousness indicates a lack of trust in God to provide for our needs. It places faith in material things rather than God. Luke 12:15. We serve whom we love, and money makes a torturous master which is why it should never be given that place in our lives. Matthew six twenty four. no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one, love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So if we're not to love it, what are we to do with money? If we love God, then money becomes what it should be, a means, not an end. And then that makes us stewards. Biblical stewardship of our finances emphasizes the responsible management of our resources in accordance with God's principles. This practice not only shapes our financial decisions, but also reflects our commitment to serve God rather than money. So how do we master this before it masters us? In the article, Stewardship 101, Randy Alcorn, founder of Eternal Perspectives Ministries, highlights the fundamental principle of stewardship. He emphasizes that as Christians, we are stewards of God's resources, not owners. See Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. This perspective will fundamentally shift how we handle our possessions. Alcorn states our money is a tool, not a treasure, reminding us that God entrusts us with resources for a greater purpose. Understanding that that everything we have ultimately belongs to God lays the foundation for responsible stewardship. I've rounded up uh, some recommendations on mastering money into a checklist that you can review to see where you might be allowing money to master you. First, acknowledge and confirm ownership. Recognize the fact that God is the ultimate owner of your resources. Check that his resources. And decide in your heart that everything is his to do with as he pleases. Secondly, develop a giving plan. Allow God to direct how you'll allocate a portion of your income for charitable giving and supporting ministries. Okay, third, budget wisely. So in addition to the giving plan, create a budget that aligns with what God values and prioritizes, ensuring that you manage your resources in a way that honors God. Fourth, avoid debt. This goes hand-in-hand hand with your budgeting. Living within our means prevents financial stress and enslavement to debt, and most importantly, enables us to use money for its intended purposes. Fifth on our checklist, practice generosity. Give cheerfully and generously, trusting that God will provide for your needs. Are you stepping out in faith in small and in big ways? Six, are you content Cultivate contentment with what you have, avoiding the trap of materialism by developing a heart of gratitude for the resources God has entrusted to you. And lastly, if needed, seek accountability. Engage with an advisor who will affirm God's plan for what he has given you. This may even include leaning into close relationships with other believers to help you stay on your stewardship journey. Biblical stewardship of our finances is a foundational aspect of the Christian life. This checklist should help you stay on the right side of the line where our financial resources are tools to advance God's kingdom and not an end in themselves. With God as owner, our stewardship allows us to live out our faith in a tangible way, demonstrating our commitment to serve God and not money. Be sure to spread the wisdom around. It's wise to share. Tell a friend about the podcast. Send them over to wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening. And please, again, if you can rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, really, really helpful. And thanks again for listening.